0: Well, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Barry Jones. I'm the missions president here at uh, Mission Church of the Nazarene, and this is our first week of Faith Promise Emphasis. Uh, so why do we do missions here at Mission Church? Uh, why does missions matter to a church in San Diego, California, where there are plenty of uh, lost souls to share the gospel with? Well, let's take a look at some, what Scripture has to say about missions and the Great Commission. And more particularly, what Jesus has to say about missions. Much of what is said is occurred right before his crucifixion and right after the resurrection. The first scripture I want to talk to you about or share with you is is from Acts 1, 4 through 8, where Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God and talks about waiting and going. The context of the scripture is that in the early church, they had just seen the death of Jesus They saw the resurrection of Jesus, and then Jesus shows up onto the scene. So let's take a look at what Acts 1, 4 through 8 says. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel. He said to them, "It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set out for, by His authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be My witnesses in Jerusalem, and Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." So Acts one eight records really the last words of Jesus before He's taken up into heaven after the resurrection. If He had one last chance. Uh, to say something to your disciples, you'd probably pick something really important. And that's what Jesus did um, in Acts 1-8. He instructs them to wait on the Holy Spirit, something we should do, and then with that power of the Holy Spirit to go to the ends of the earth and to be his witnesses. The same command applies to us as well. We certainly should be going to our neighbor, but Jesus also calls us his church to go to the ends of the earth. That is why we do missions, and that is why we do faith promise. Similarly, the last words in the Gospel of Matthew are, are the Great Commission. You've heard these before. Uh, these are some of the first words Jesus, um, following his resurrection. So Matthew 28:19 and 20 challenges us to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But what he really is saying is in your going, Make disciples. In other words, it's really a part of everything we do. The, this going is a result of Jesus and his Holy Spirit that he talks about in Acts. Uh, it, it's dwelling within us, uh, just like we saw in Acts 1. And it's simply the natural result of Jesus living within us. Jesus wasn't asking for a great program. He wasn't asking for a great trip. He was really asking for a lifestyle that would lead to making disciples of all the nations. This verse is a call to Christians to make disciples of all of the nations, and that includes each one of us. So if Jesus' first teaching uh, to his disciples after the resurrection of Matthew and his last earthly words in Acts are to go to the ends of the earth, to be my witness, and to make disciples, those are teachings, again, we should really pay attention to. Next, let's look at um, Mark 16:15, 15. And Mark, Mark says... And he said to them, go into the world, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. These are, again, the first recorded words of Jesus after his resurrection in the book of Mark. This is a clear-cut command, again, to go into all the world, but also comes with a reminder that those we don't reach will be condemned to hell. Missions is really about eternal consequences for people around the world. Finally, I want to look at John 20:19 uh, 20, through 22. And it reads, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together uh, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. De- the disciples were overjoyed. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with this he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Note that the disciples were they were hiding behind locked doors, fearing the Jews. And the first thing that Jesus comes in and says, he says, Peace be with you. Jesus is addressing their very real immediate need for the elimination of the fear they were feeling. It's it also once again shows Me, certainly, the humanness of the disciples. That encourages me in my humanness to know that Jesus still calls me. He still sends me. He gives me peace. He gives me the Holy Spirit and then sends you and me in spite of our humanness. I praise God for that. So to summarize, Jesus calls us to go and make disciples, go to the ends of the earth, that doing so will have eternal consequences for those we reach, and that he will give us peace and his Holy Spirit in spite of our humanness. Well, part of how the Church of the Nazarene fulfills um, these scriptures through faith promise and the World Evangelism Fund, it's part of how we fund the going to the ends of the earth from Acts 1 and the Great Commission from Matthew 28. It also is part of how the Church goes and makes disciples of all the nations and how we obey the words of Jesus throughout Scripture that challenges us to go. So what what is faith promise? Well, well, faith promise giving is making a promise with God to fund missions through what God has placed on your heart to give, and then trusting God to provide the resources to meet that commitment. It is asking God in faith to, find, to, uh, to what you should do, what you should give for missions around the world, not necessarily what's, what's in your budget. You know, faith promise is something churches around the world do. There are churches in Africa that will have a faith promise um, event like we're having and a service. And they may pledge $30, but for them, that is truly sacrificial giving. Uh, faith promise really is, is something we do as a church body around the world. Faith promise giving is beyond your tithe, and it will be devoted entirely to missions outreach. Well, our goal this year is to contribute $105,000 towards Faith Promise. And and again, I say this every year, but but we really do mean this. More importantly, to have every person at Mission Church be involved in missions in some way. The money is going to go to the Church of Nazarene's work around the world, as well as projects right here in San Diego. But more importantly, it will allow Nazarene's, including you, uh, to impact people's lives and to be Jesus in a world that so desperately needs them. If you take a look at at page two of your Faith Promise brochure, um, I think it's actually page three, uh, you can see uh, that Faith Promise is really broken up into uh, many parts, including the World Evangelism Fund, uh, the district projects supporting missionaries uh, from our church, and local and global missions trips. Your Faith Faith Promise giving allows you to participate in funding each of those ministries. A big part of our Faith Promise goal is the World Evangelism Fund. The World Evangelism Fund operates the Church of the Nazarene and its entire missions effort. The World Evangelism Fund combines resources from churches that then send missionaries to all parts of the globe. Your giving to the World Evangelism Fund uh, through Faith Promise allows the Church of the Nazarene to support churches in 162 different world areas. Your Faith Promise giving also helps Mission Church support our own missionaries, including Alka Mueller and Dave and Christy Johnson or with Wycliffe, uh, Steve Horrocks, and a number of other um, minister, uh, missionaries that we, we do support. Well, prior to COVID-19, uh, Mission Church was still going on projects, and uh, including we did the family mission trip again. Uh, we also partnered with our district on um, working in Mexicali, and Steve Gilbert's going to come up and share a little bit more about that uh, that trip.
1: Good morning, everyone. Yeah, um, back in February, I got to participate in the Southern California Nazarene District working and Witness trip along with Ricardo Serrano he's a member here. So we headed out to the El Centro church uh, arrived that morning a Saturday morning uh, met the pastors and all the volunteers from that church, and shortly thereafter. A couple vans pulled up from the Riverside County, all the Nazarene churches up there. There a few pastors and some more volunteers. It was a great group of people. We had breakfast together at the church, and then we caravanned across the border to Mexicali, which is a very big city. I'd never been there. It's over a million people, so it took a while to to work our way out to the suburbs, and we found this little Nazarene church, and our work project was going to be a building directly behind the church uh, on, la- on the Nazarene land. And uh, some women in the El Centro Nazarene Church and the women at the Mexicali Nazarene Church, they had a burden for single women with, with uh, children. And um, there's quite a few on the street through all kinds of reasons, and they wanted to provide a safe haven for them to come. So. We worked on this building to provide three bedrooms and some bathrooms uh, to provide a place for them. Uh, all in all, we probably had about 35, 40 people working on the project together. And we had a great and successful uh, time there. We went back to the El Centro Church, spent the night. And the next morning, uh, we had heard about from Pastor Enrique and, and his wife. They've been doing this many years and we were fortunate enough to attend we caravan back across the border where every Sunday morning he preaches and feeds 150 to 200 homeless people on that side of the border in Mexico and that was very touching service we came back to the church got cleaned up and attended an amazing hispanic service there at the El Centro church so not only did i get to meet and interact and work alongside other fellow Nazarenes in the Southern California district, I got to meet, interact, and work alongside my brothers and sisters on the other side of the border. But most of all, I got to see Jesus in the middle of another work and witness trip.
0: Great, great. Thanks, Steve. That was that was fantastic. So we are going to partner with uh, Mexi- with uh, the district to continue the work in Mexicali, and you'll hear more about that later. Well, 2020. Uh, 20- obviously has been a unique year for a lot of folks, including missions. Because of COVID trips to Romania, Bolivia, Mexico, and Honduras that we'd all planned were postponed to 2021. Uh, And we want to share really many opportunities coming up in this coming year, uh, how you can participate directly in 2021. The first project we want to share with you is, uh, it's a trip to, um, to Romania to work with the Open Door Ministry, Open Door Foundation which operates the only emergency shelter in Romania for women who have been rescued from human trafficking. Josh Seifert, he's going to come up and share a little bit about that trip.
2: Hello, Mission Church. Uh, My name is Josh, as Barry mentioned. Um, I've been going here for about three years, and, um, yeah, now I have the privilege to be leading the trip to Romania. Um, So Romania has been a very very important piece of my life. Um, I went back in 2017 with Love Works um, through Point Loma and made a lot of really great ties and lot, learned a lot of fantastic lessons and made um, a lot of good friends. And then I also had the privilege to go back uh, last year to kind of scout out for the church what we would be doing over there. And um, yeah, so the shelter over there is called Open Door Foundation. It is pseudo-partnered with the Nazarene Church and uh, they offer emergency services. um, So they take care of the girls, they provide lodging for them and their kids. Um, They'll put them back through school. Um, And yeah, they also provide um, some follow-up services as well and that's kind of what we'll be working on. Um, They're working on stage two housing, which is after the girls have completed their 18-ish month program through the regular shelter. Um, They will be able to move on um, to more independent living. So after they've completed their education, had a solid job, um, they move into these apartment houses that we're going to be building, um, or not necessarily building, but furnishing and making them livable. And, um, yeah, so that's going to be primarily what we do. Um, Depending on the team size, we actually may also go up to Brashov. Um, which is a city just a little bit up north, kind of more towards the mountains, and we'll be running a sports camp up there um, with the Nazarene missionaries, Josh and Shannon Herndon. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what we're planning on doing. Um, We will be there from June 7th through the 21st. Um, If you have any questions about any of that, feel free to find me in Sunday mornings, or I can also give my contact information to Barry. And yeah,
0: um, Well, thanks, Josh. Um, I, I went there in 2015 with our church, and it truly broke my heart um, for those girls. So if you can go, it would be an awesome trip for you to be a part of that. Our, you can also join us on our next trip uh, to Casa Esperanza Paraninos in October of 2021. This is an orphanage in Hermosillo, Mexico, that is changing the lives of kids who have really been just in some really horrible situations. Bob Bixel's is going to share a little bit about that.
3: Good morning, church. Uh, Casa is very near and dear to my heart. Um, Casa Esperanza is a house of hope, and it's a home for displaced children, uh, kind of a foster care environment uh, similar to here. It's in Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico, which is about six hours south of Tucson, Arizona. They have room for about 36 kids. Those kids are mostly there because it's it's simply not safe for them to be at home with their with their natural family. Um, their parents are typically incarcerated, dealing with homelessness, struggling with addiction. It's run by some very special people, Paul and Marlene Plum, uh, who kind of gave up everything here in the States to move down to Edomaseal and, um, and, and just to minister to these children. Uh, some of these kids have heartbreaking stories, and, um, but they're all loved and they're all cared for and they're all taught about God. They go to school, uh, they go to church. Uh, some of them are behind in school, as you might imagine, uh, but they have a staff teacher and a staff counselor to help them get caught up and to help them cope. The plan is to see these kids eventually reunited with other family members or adopted out. CASA has a lot of needs, and there's many ways to support them. Our church supports them, of course. Um, Child sponsorships are available. Our Sunday school uh, class actually sponsors a child. Uh, Mission trips to CASA uh, provide facility support, building projects, improvements. Uh, And uh, repairs to their facilities. Um, I got a text last night from Paul as a matter of fact and he uh, wanted to let me know about a need that they had and uh, it seems like the motor to the security gate burned up. Where CASA is security is important so uh, they need to get that fixed. It's $500 and it crimps their budget a little bit. Um, I really love CASA um, because they're a small budget. Uh, modest financial support goes a long way for a cost of $10,000, for example, will fund a teacher for an entire year. It'll fund a counselor for an entire year. Um, and of course, it's the kids. The kids are so sweet. They're special. They're fun. And it's just amazing to see what God's doing, uh, doing down there in their lives. And it's awesome to get a video or a letter from a kid you're sponsoring. You get to know them. And you can see God is really showing up down there. And you can just see it in their faces.
0: Thanks, Bob. And, again, that's also a trip I've been on more than once. And it's always great to go down there and and just see how God is um, really uh, loving on those kids. Well, in 2019, a group of us went to Honduras and, uh, to partner with a vocational school run by the ministerial, ministeri, <laughs> ministry Coco Gracias. Uh, Coco Gracias runs a trade school called Ministerial Lavos that teaches welding, mechanics, um, computers, English, and sewing, and also partners with local churches in meeting uh, community needs and spreading the gospel. In 2021, the focus is going to be on uh, building a children's center called the Timothy House, in the village of Agua Cayente. Uh, the Timothy Health will provide uh, a children's center for, that uh, really is a place where kids go to learn uh, in a safe environment where they can go and have a place to play. Uh, and most importantly, hear about, again about the, the love of Jesus. Uh, we're planning on do it, going on that trip in in August of 2021. One other trip I want to talk to you about is, is the Mavericks Ministry, which is being uh, headed up by our own Vic Enchelmeyer. Um, they've been working on a college community center called Casa Nazarena. Uh, it's in Trinidad, Bolivia. And Casa Nazarena is a place where students can study, relax, and ultimately find the love of Jesus. That, that next trip is, is in July, which uh, you might notice there's a trip every month next summer. So you have plenty of opportunities. Uh, The last opportunity we want to share about with you is an opportunity to be involved locally. And Pastor Jeff is going to come and share with you about that.
4: Thank you, Barry. Good morning, Mission Church. My name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here and uh, just really excited for Faith Promise this year. A lot of things are different, but we as a church are still active. We are still, um, you know, following Jesus as in what he wants to do um, and just the, the great things that are coming up. One of the things that we usually do uh, as a church is go down to Mexico during the holiday season. And we, um, we build homes for uh, families who are in need. And that's been something that we've been doing for many years now. Obviously, given the circumstances, we're not going to be able to do that this year. So we've decided that we're going to focus our efforts on our community in our neighborhood. Um, so there's a few opportunities for us to still get involved and still be able to bless those around us. For instance, uh, we have a great relationship with our elementary school in our neighborhood, Foster Elementary. We're actually in the middle of a uh, backpack drive school. School Supplies Drive, um, we ask them, how can we best bless you during these, you know, Chaotics, uncertain times, and they said we really need backpacks for um, for students. So um, that's something that you can still participate in. You still have till November 15th uh, to bring in a backpack with school supplies, and we're going to be delivering those uh, to Foster Elementary. But we as a church want to go even above and beyond, and we're already in conversations with them of how can we bless you, you know, after uh, Christmas or uh, you know before the, the next semester. Is there anything that we can do around your campus? Clean it up. Maybe paint a classroom or an office or you know the the teachers' lounge. Um, so they're very excited about that, and uh, they're they're just thinking of how can we bless bless them. And um, so that's something that you that we can uh, that we can help. Another opportunity that we have is with our with our brothers and sisters from the Church of the Nazarene, uh, uh, Casa del Alfarero, which is the Spanish Church of the Nazarene in town. And uh, we've been talking to them. And, you know, that's been a community that's been pretty hard hit by this pandemic. A lot of people who've gotten sick and a lot of people who've lost their jobs. Um, so, obviously, the congregation really needs our help right now, and the pastor is very excited about this relationship uh, and about us wanting to go and partner with them and bless them in whatever way possible. Um, so, they're actually thinking and, and praying, and you know, how, how can we best be uh, the church and the, uh, help our brothers and sisters there. Um, another opportunity is with our neighbors at the post office. Uh, you know, we have a great relationship with them as well, and we want to continue blessing them. Uh, so like I said, there's a lot of things that are that are going to be happening, a lot of projects that we are already working on, and we'll give you more information as it comes. But just begin to think, you know, for those of you who have been part of the family mission trip for many years, um, you know, this is this is just an opportunity to do something different and to focus and engage here in the community. For those of you who haven't been able to go on that trip, you know, because it, it's a few days and you have to take off work. Well, this is an opportunity. Maybe you want you want to just give one day or two days or three days or a few hours uh, on a few days uh, that's totally fine. You can engage in whatever ways that you that you want to uh, This is also going to be just like the mission trip for all the family if you're a kid if you're an older adult everywhere in between there's going to be some somehow some way for you to be, get involved um, and for those of you who want to give. For those of you who want to pray, uh, we need all of that as we, uh, as we as a church, you know, step out of these four walls and actually uh, serve and bless the people that God has entrusted us. So thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being the church during these difficult times. And um, we'll, we'll send out more information of how you can be involved in uh, the, mission, the, the mission projects this year. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks, Pastor Jeff. Uh, if, if you're interested in learning more about any of these trips, and, and again, just learning about them, you're not signing up to go. But if you want to learn more about them, there's a, there are going to be sign-up sheets in the the back of the, uh, um, on the missions table. You can use the QR code that's in the missions flyer, and that QR code will take you directly to an online sign-up sheet. Uh, or you can go to the Mission Church website and go to the missions page, and you can sign up there. Well, hopefully we've been able to convey to you that Mission Church, uh, we really believe in missions, um, both locally and globally, and that missions is something we all do. Our faith promise uh, giving is, is something everyone else can be involved in, and, and quite honestly, that is the prayer of our missions council. So um, with that, Pastor Paul or Pastor Martin's going to come up and uh, share a little bit about how you can be involved in faith promise.
5: Thank you, Barry, and all of our mission team. One thing that I've learned in these uh, seven weeks with you is that mission is not just the name of our church, but it's the heart of our church. And that has been a delight to me to see the concern, whether it is Honduras or Romania or Foster Elementary right in our neighborhood. We recognize that we have responsibility not just to our world here, but to the global Christian community. As we share in communion this morning, we'll celebrate that. We'll recognize that what better symbol of the worldwide church than the body and blood of Christ, where it was the entry point for each of us into that worldwide church. One of the most amazing things that uh, has happened in my ministry is to be a part of 27 uh, short-term mission trips, and God has changed lives and changed my life in those experiences and has changed countless lives in our congregation and will in these months to come. We thank our Mission Council for their flexibility during this time of COVID and to have the vision uh, that on the other side of this pandemic, we will still be actively involved in missions. It's a marvelous system within our denomination to have faith promise giving not just to realize that that is fulfilled as God promises he will fulfill those promises in us and through us, but a marvelous budgeting process for us so we can give even more to missions as we see the opportunity. And so I would urge you uh, to be involved in missions, in prayer, in giving, and actively taking part. If you cannot physically go, you may be able to send someone else and sponsor uh, a member of our congregation to go and be a part. There's so many ways to be involved in mission. We recognize that God has called us into all the world. And so, I pray that you would truly uh, be mission-minded in these days to come. With that in mind, let's, uh, let's pray together as we come to our time of communion. Father, we thank you for your grace that is constantly uh, exhibited to us in so many ways. We thank you for the ministries in Romania, Bolivia, Mexico, Honduras, so many places that have been mentioned. We thank you for the Maverick ministry. We thank you for what's going on locally. And and as our church has set our theme to seek the kingdom and serve the community and reach the world, help us to live that out. And, Father, as we come to celebrate uh, your sacrament this morning, we pray that you would guide us into an awareness of what you have to teach us that we would see clearly what it means to know you and to recognize that you have come to dwell within us. We love you. We give this morning into your hands in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. The word is so clear. It says on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and said, "This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat it." remembrance of
0: me.
5: Father, we've been constantly aware of the sacrifice that you have made for us, of what it means that even before you went to your cross, you said, I give my body to you. And Father, we thank you for your body, the church. May we sacrificially give of ourselves as well. The word says after supper in the same way, he took the cup and said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, you proclaim my death until I come again. And so we make in the receiving of the body and blood of Christ a declarative statement. We make an objective declaration that he is Lord and he is coming for us. He said, take and drink in remembrance. Father, there's nothing more sacred that we can do than to recognize what you have done for us and receive it joyfully. And so on this sacred morning, as we have delved into the excitement of world mission, help us to see the mission field for each of us, here and around our world. Guide us. Give us your strength and your peace. As we live for you this week, in the name of our Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Mission Church. Have a great day.